You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, this is Darren. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. It is my desire to build up and encourage the children of God to be everything they were created to be. If you're interested in more content like this, please check out kingdombringer.com. Thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer podcast. They had a contest, a sales contest to sell light bulbs. I went door to door and uh, I sold the most light bulbs of anybody at the age of like seven or eight years old. Now, when I gave my life to Jesus and I had to, and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it completely changed everything. And what it did was it took the skills that Stacy and I, my wife and I learned, and it, we just, it grew uh, just exponentially. Why we worship for an hour is because this is for him. And I thought, duh, McIntyre, you idiot. That's why it's called worship. Everybody, welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. This is Darren Eubanks, and this is episode number 50. Hey! Hey! It's a milestone in podcast world. 50 episodes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in each and every time. I really do appreciate all of the support, both financially, people that have given, also just the words of encouragement. The last few weeks have just been really encouraging to me personally. I've had so many people reaching out saying how they've been blessed by the episodes, the Josh Littlejohn, the BJ Bueller episode. And today, celebrating 50 episodes, I have the privilege and I'm so honored that I was able to sit down and have a chat with Mr. Michael McIntyre from Dallas, Texas, the co-founder of Next Level Training that was spoken about by Josh Littlejohn on his episode and BJ Beeler on his episode. And I've got a couple other friends who have had the privilege of going through the Next Level experience. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. We're also going to just talk about entrepreneurship. This is this episode number 50 is going to be kingdom entrepreneurship and nobody better to have that talk with than Michael McIntyre. This was such an honor and a privilege and I'm just really excited to release this for you guys. I want to read a little bit about Michael McIntyre from his uh, website, michaelmcintyre.com. And this is just kind of to give you an idea of who this guy is, what he brings to this podcast specifically, how he carries the kingdom in a very special and unique way and has just an awesome gift of releasing the kingdom through entrepreneurship, through building other people up and, and helping them reach their destiny. Here's a here's a quick little rundown of, of some accomplishments and who he is. Michael McIntyre wears many hats. He is a life coach, a motivational speaker, head facilitator of the Next Level Training, he is a lifelong entrepreneur, 
and he had the honor to serve the Upper Room Church in Dallas as a consultant and then eventually as CEO of Upper Room Global from 2016 to 2018. He has a book entitled The Authentic Salesman that he released in 2011. During that period, he successfully built a $3 billion in sales insurance agency over 25 years. Michael sold that agency in 2007 and started a telemedicine marketing company and benefits discount firm. Throughout his career, Michael has realized his true gift is finding talented people and maximizing their gift. And that's what I'm really excited to talk about with him today is just his ability to reach in and help people see their God-given, not just talents, but their, their abilities in the kingdom and just to experience life the way that it was meant to be. So we're going to get into that. I wanted to remind you guys to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play. Check us out on YouTube. Like us on Facebook, at KB Podcast. If you have questions or comments, if if something on here sparked something, if any of these episodes sparked something inside of you where you want to have a dialogue with me through questions or comments, you can email me at Darren at kingdombringer.com. That's D-A-R-I-N at kingdombringer.com. And also, just like I have the last couple episodes, I'm going to have a link in the show notes to the Next Level Experience registration, the website for that. It's N-L-E, like Next Level Experience, N-L-E-Begins.com. Michael and I talk about that training and there is an opportunity for you to be a part of that. So click on that link in the show notes. It'll take you to that for more information about that. I think that's it. I am pumped and I'm excited to be able to release this to you guys. My sit down with the Michael McIntyre. Enjoy. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing, man? I'm doing terrific, Darren. How you doing? I am doing very, very well. And I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, oh, are you kidding? Man, you, you got, you know, Josh and BJ, they love you. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you got it going on, man. Well, I appreciate that. I've And it actually worked out really well because it wasn't my intention at all. But I talked with Josh a couple weeks ago. He really talked about next level bj talked about next level and then josh was like hey man <laughs> you need to get mcintyre on there and it just kind of made sense and i just really appreciate you doing it so quick for me awesome well <laughs> i appreciate the invite bro and yeah. uh yeah anything i can do how, how long have you had your podcast been going for about a year and a half come on man that's awesome i wanted to do podcasting for so so long and i i lived under this this poverty spirit in my life <laughs> for like yeah. big time. A lot of people do. Yeah. I was intimidated by technology. I was intimidated, you know, like the idea of doing a podcast just seemed so daunting at the time. Right. And yeah, it was, it's one of those things that I just freaking did it, man. And it was just kind of cool, but <laughs> come on, baby. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I really did see how easy it was for me. Like I taught myself everything that I was scared of. <laughs> I taught myself. Awesome. And so it's, it is like there's a sense of accomplishment for sure with Come it for on. me. Yeah. Um, well, man, I want to get into this with you. I feel like okay. um, 
the idea of this episode, I really want to be kingdom entrepreneurship. Is that cool? Yeah. Come on, baby. I like because that. I feel like I personally have had like an entrepreneurial spirit my whole life. Right. But again, that intimidation factor for me always kept me from, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with money. I didn't come right. from like dreamers and visionaries. And I just allowed all that to keep me from even moving forward with anything. Sure. If you read your bio, it says lifelong entrepreneur. Can you explain yeah. that for me? What does that mean <laughs> yeah. to you? Well, I guess if you want to go lifelong, I started out probably when I was like uh, seven or eight years old. I figured, you know, I, I, I realized at a real young age, I was going to a Catholic school uh, and uh, in, in at Holy Rosary School in Michigan. And they had a contest, a sales contest to sell light bulbs. We were raising money, you know, the Catholics, and, you know, all these, you know, uh, private schools are always raising money. So yeah. they, 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 the flavor that year was light bulbs. Don't come, <laughs> I don't know why, but you know, they did. And so we we're selling light bulbs. And so I went door to door and, uh, I sold the most light bulbs of anybody at the age of like seven or eight years old. And, um, I got my name announced over the PA system. Hey, yeah, it was a big deal, and yeah. I got a I won a fifty dollar uh, savings bond, which back in those days, you know, back in the Stone Age, that was that was money. Uh, but it affected me, Darren, when I heard my name over the deal, and and so I I thought I like this is this is where I need to be is sales, and wow. so uh, I knew right then this is this is for me, and so. Because I liked it because nobody knew I was doing it. It was kind yeah. of weird. Uh, <clears throat> and so uh, from that, you know, I started, I put an ad out in the uh, newspaper for show sh snow shoveling because in Michigan, you know, our summer lasts for about two weeks and yeah. the rest of the time is, <laughs> you know, you're knee deep in ice and snow. I've heard that. So I took an ad out. Yeah. I had a, I had a small, I had a, a teenage trimline phone. And uh, right next to my bed, my bedroom, I had installed for $7.98 a month paying to wow. Ma Bell. And so uh, I installed that phone and I placed an ad in the Flint Journal and I spent like $12 uh, snow shoveling any driveway for $7. And my phone rang off the hook. And so and I didn't have a car. I was and I would I would get on the bus and go to people's houses and shovel in snow. Man. That's awesome. So, yeah. And so you were a yeah, hustler, man, I, I was, man, I was, I was on it, you know? And so, uh, yeah. And I tell some of those stories in my book and, but yeah, that's how I became an entrepreneur. And then, you know, I got, <clears throat> I started, uh, at one point I had a breed, I was breeding cats was, uh, a, another thing. And then another deal. I was, yeah, it's crazy. I was reselling, uh, uh, drinks at the, uh, local school. I was, I was doing some, uh, nighttime janitor work for, this school, I was like in sixth or seventh grade, and these the men would come in and play basketball when they wanted drinks and needed cokes and and stuff. Right. So I went out and bought cokes and I upsell upsold them for like you know forty percent, and that's how I started. <laughs> I just yeah, I was always I was always hustling, always doing a side hustle, coming yeah. up with different business ideas, and so yeah. And then you know later on, I, you know I, I went I joined the United States Air Force right at seventeen. Wow, and. Uh, Went in there and served four years in the Air Force. And while I was in the Air Force, I did uh, modeling and uh, TV acting and did a side hustle on that. And just always did just different things, you know. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Did you come 
if, if, if I can ask, did you come from mm-hmm. a wealthy family as a child? No, no, okay. no, okay. no, I, no, we grew up, uh, we weren't poor, uh, yeah. but we, you know, but we didn't have any money either. I mean, okay. you know, uh, no, I, my parents got divorced when I was really young. My dad yep. frowned on paying child support. And so there was five kids. My mother worked full time, uh, to support us. And my aunts and uncles helped out a lot. Gotcha. Also, some of your titles, life coach, motivational speaker, facilitator of next level training. Uh, someone like me, like I shared with you, my poverty mindset that I walked in, my mm-hmm. kind of intimidation with really with new things, intimidation to like learn new things, whether it's technology sure. or didn't have money. How do I do it? You know, how do I accomplish these things? What's some some advice or, or some encouragement that you would give someone who who really has that entrepreneurial spirit, but just sees roadblocks in their way? Yeah, well, the enemy of Satan is a master at playing, you know, play, overplaying his hand and also throwing a lot of different roadblocks uh, yeah. <clears throat> in front of us. And, and you know, sometimes they're, you know, real. So most of the times they're just made up. And, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, generational curses, right? Yes. And, and, and the enemy can sometimes see our our lines and see what, you know, maybe what our fathers or grandfathers and, and have, have been through and kind of pick on that. But uh, what I tell people is, look, uh, there's no, there's very rarely a straight line from being broke to getting rich. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the only, the only straight line I think I know there's two of them <clears throat> inherit money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you inherit that money and all of a sudden, you know, you get money, right? Somebody dies and leaves you <clears throat> a whole bunch of money. The other way right. is hitting a lottery ticket. Right. Yeah. And, Bring it, Bring it on Jesus. Bring it on Jesus. That's right. You know, bet, bet, both are both are rare. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Both are very rare. So, the only way to really get there is to come up, you know, with with different plans and different ideas and different mindsets. So, what I when I coach people and in my coaching is that look, you know, you've got to come up with different uh, ingredients into your mind, into your heart. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, then he lives inside you. Yes. Yeah. And the Holy spirit's there. So, uh, you've got the mind of Christ. So don't be using the mind of Satan, uh, cause the mind of Christ is much more stronger. God gave us dominion over this and dominion over Satan. Yeah. And I think sometimes we give the dark side way too much credit. We give the enemy way too much power and, uh, you know, and we get involved with the, you know, the comparison spirit as far as everybody's driving around Lamborghinis and yep. flying private jets. And, and I'm over here, you know, I'm just barely making $200,000 a year. Well, that's not a bad gig, you yeah, know, right. or, or even making $60,000 a year, yeah. you know, uh, compared to the rest of the planet, which is at making nine bucks a month. Right. right. Yeah. So we sometimes get into that comparison spirit. But what, what I teach people and coach them on is look, you know, you've got to visualize where you want to be. Uh, and I, and, and if you're going to wait until all the lights are green before you go to the grocery store, you're going to starve to death. You've got to step out of the boat. You got to step into the gap. You got to take some risks and you take calculated risks and you measure twice and you cut once and you move on. And, uh, you know, the poverty mind spirit is, is, it's just a, since what happens is when we start, well, I'm going to start a new business. And all of a sudden you think, always, the, the first thing you think about, you know, is maybe, you know, sitting on your yacht in the Caribbean, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. second, the second thing you think about is going broke and your family being kicked out on the street, there you, you know, go. and it, because, because yeah. that's where the enemy comes in. 
and puts these images in there and saying, you know, you failed or that you actually stepped out and you did something and everybody sees you failed, you know? Um, so what I tell people is look, you know, so what if you fail, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I've created a huge company and uh, brought it from zero to $3 billion in sales. Yes, it was awesome. But I also had during that period of time, I had probably 6,400 failures. And, uh, the only way you're going to learn anything, Darren, is through failure. Nobody learns anything from their success except how to be a jerk and how to, and how, how to forget where you came from. Uh, and that, you know, those are good lessons to learn, uh, because it's so easy. I mean, there's nothing that replaces, you know, uh, to get out of poverty or be out of, you know, and poverty is a mindset, you know, and I think, you know, it's totally, you know, being broke is, is, is temporary. You know, everybody goes through broke, you know, unless you, you know, unless you, you just come from money and you have gobs of it constantly, you know, which I don't know none of those people. Um, but, uh, you know, broke is temporary poverty is permanent. And so if you get into that poverty mentality, uh, and you don't get it. If you get into that lack, I mean, I hear people say these words constantly. I can't afford this. Really? Uh, you know, are you kidding me? You know, how about saying, listen, I'm not going to purchase this today. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But next week, maybe I, I could possibly go out there and start and, and, and buy that. You know, well, yeah. I cannot stand when somebody says I cannot afford this yeah. or because uh, that's just reinforcing your, your poverty spirit. So, well, and really the, the question is at that point, it's like, is it worth it? Like you <laughs> right. said, like you right. said, you know, take a risk. If it's worth it, you'll take a risk, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Look, when, when, listen, how bad do you want it? You know, so many times yeah. I, talk, I coach a lot of millennials and, and, and I, you know, nowadays, you know, millennials, you know, are 40 years old. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I coach these people in business and, and they say, yeah, I want to do this. I want to go out there. I want to increase my business. I want to increase, I want to develop, you know, uh, $3 million in revenue or whatever it is, you know. Great. That's awesome. Um, how, how are you going to do it? Well, you know, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for God to tell me how to do it. I said, really? Maybe God's waiting for you to move, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, how bad do you want it? You yeah. know, how bad, you know, when Jesus was out there looking at, um, when, G- when, when Lazarus died yes. and everybody, you know, called Jesus and Hey man, you know, our buddy died. This is not good. And everybody was grieving. And Jesus walked up to Lazarus' tomb and said, hey, you guys move that rock from the tomb. Now, Jesus could have easily moved that rock from the tomb or had the angels come and do it. But he wanted to see how bad they wanted it. Yeah. And so how bad do you want this? You know, and so, uh, and you know, it's just like when, you know, we crossed, you know, uh, you know, when, when God parted the, the Red Sea and we had, you know, he could have easily, easily just sent people and flown them over on the other side and That's put them right. on the other side in an instant. But they had, he wanted to see how strong their faith was to walk through that, That's possibly good. thinking that they're going to risk their life. So God, I think, looks at us and says, hey, hey, Darren, how bad do you want this? That's so good. Michael, how, how bad do you want this? Because if you want it bad enough, I'm going to walk through here with you. And I'm going to, are you ready to step out of the boat? And are you going to have faith or are you going to be playing Satan's game and, yeah. and doubting everything that you're going to do? That's so good. I want to, you talked about selling light bulbs earlier. <laughs> Yeah. And this is really I cool. Told that story in a long time. Yeah. The, the yeah. Lord gave me this vision because this is something that I I haven't been through your next level. I actually am hoping that I can go in January to, oh, to awesome. Dallas. One of the things when you mentioned light bulbs, talking to Josh, <laughs> talking to I've actually uh, Brandon White, BJ Beeler, yeah. all these guys yeah. that have gone through it. 
They've come back. Awesome men. Awesome and they, men. And they've talked about having this spark that was like inserted in their hearts when they came back. Right. And right. I just had this picture of you when you were talking about <laughs> these light, handing out light bulbs. I feel I like it. that's something that people are experiencing going through this next level training is like a light bulb goes off, you know? So awesome. can you real quick kind of share yeah. your heart behind next level experience? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And all those three gentlemen are just, they're amazing, godly men. And, uh, you know, uh, my wife and I have, have built a business and we, you know, we've, we, you know, we've been broke twice, you know, broke, broke. And, uh, we didn't like it either time, you know, and <laughs> it was, it was not, a it wasn't particularly experience. fun. Yeah. No. And so, you know, it wasn't Facebook worthy. i tell you that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we, we developed an insurance agency over years and, and we, you know, had some great ups and some, some horrific downs, but, uh, we learned a lot during that. We had recruited and trained over 20,000 sales reps and, and business people. And we learned trainings. I, I was fortunate enough to be recruited into the young president's organization, YPO. Yeah. And we got vast amount of knowledge. We traveled the world. It was amazing resources that we had access to. And we learned a great deal. Uh, we did some other trainings. Uh, and, you know, some of the trainings were, you know, uh, you know, biblical, some were new age, some were, you know, secular, some were not, you know, everything thrown yeah. in. And over, you know, over a period of 30 years, you learn some things, right? And you learn what works and what doesn't work. Uh, from Dale Carnegie, that you know, Zig Ziglar was one of yeah. my heroes. You know, I love Zig. And uh, and so learning these things over the years and, and training techniques and, and how, how to recruit and train the best. And, you know, because you can have a great mousetrap, you can have a great company, you can have a great product or a great service, but your people is the most important thing, your people. And you've got to pay your people. You've got to train your people. It's just like if you're going into battle, you know, you can't just walk, let them walk in there, you know, with, with toothpicks, if they're walking That's into it, yeah. you know, a, a fight, you got to give them the right tools. And so over the years, we developed different programs. And one of the things that, and this is, and I came, you know, I gave my life to Jesus late, uh, back in 2007, 2008. And, and so, you know, I, I learned a lot and I, it wasn't, you know, some of the, some of the things were biblical, but some of the things were just basic secular techniques as well. And I think as Christians, I think sometimes we forget that the secular world's not idiots, you know, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, they, there, you know, there, there are some people out there that's made a dollar or two. That's good. Uh, and, and, you know, and, ba and maybe they don't know their, their stuff is biblically based, you know, yeah. be, because there are some of these universal truths out there, right? That, right. that there are, you know, the truth is truth. And so, uh, you know, you know, the Ten Commandments, you know, thou shall not kill. I think everybody on the planet, most people, unless they're completely insane, know that it's not good to go kill somebody right. uh, for no reason at all. Right. And so there are some universal truths out there. So I think the secular world has those things. And sometimes as Christians, as believers, sometimes we look at that. Oh, well, that's not, you know, that's not coming out of, you know, you know, uh, you know, the Bible community church. So we're not going to use that. And I think that's a grave mistake. I think it's, you know. I think it's, you know, you know, I mean, look, Steve Jobs created these these phones that we're talking on now. That's good. I don't I don't think Steve was a huge, you know, Bible Belt, you know, uh, Baptist. 
Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just don't, you know, but, but God planted some genius in this man's mind. Right. So and, good. and so we use those things. And so, uh, and, and just saying that, so over the years we, we developed some of those things. Now, when I gave my life to Jesus and I had the Holy spirit, uh, fire come in and, and I got baptized in the Holy spirit, it yes. completely changed everything. And what it did, was take, it took the skills that Stacy and I, my wife and I learned to train people over the years and it, we just, it grew, uh, just exponentially. It grew great. And, uh, we brought Jesus in. In fact, what we decided to do is that we were only going to train Christians. Um, and we made a conscious effort of that. And, and that doesn't mean we're always going to stick to that. We could jump into the secular world, which I've done on occasion right. and find out there's about, you know, 65 to 70% of people in the room are Christian. And so, yeah. uh, <laughs> which, and, and generally if you tell them up front, listen, I'm going to talk about Jesus. If that bothers you, you might want to leave now. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> surprisingly, everybody stays. So, uh, which is great. And but so we we took we've taken all these different things that we've learned over the years, and then we packaged them into this next level. I got uh, after I sold our company back in 2007, and which was a great time and in the worst time for me, but. Uh, we sold the company and, uh, so we started, you know, and I gave my life to Jesus and had a radical, uh, you know, CBN, uh, CBN news. I don't know if you heard CBN or yeah. not, but, uh, yeah. so they, they did an article. I mean, you know, you know, fake news is everywhere, right? Even That's at right. CBN, they did, they did an article that said multimillionaire, <laughs> multimillionaire has radical, uh, change in life and, uh, who hated God I comes saw to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I said, wait, no, it's just fake news, man. I know how Donald Trump feels. I said, no, listen, I didn't hate God. Yeah. I hated born again Christians. There you, know? you go. There you go. I, you know, I didn't know anything really about God other than I figured that there was somebody up there that created all this because it wasn't just happenstance, but I, I couldn't stand born again Christians, but that's just another story. So <laughs> so, coming from, so, so coming from that angle and then bringing all this into, you know, when I, when I did give our life to Jesus and came into that, Darren, it was really, it was radical for us because we didn't know, Stacy and I didn't know. I remember, uh, I ended up long story short, I ended up uh, being the CEO executive pastor at upper room global, yeah. uh, upper room Dallas. And, uh, by, you know, and I turned the job down twice. I did, I didn't want it. And, uh, but uh, I did it. And so we, we the pastor said, uh, who's a great guy. He really helped me a lot in, in my walk with Jesus. But uh, he said, listen, man, we want I think we should, you know, get to get get the team together. And I said, great idea. Let's do it off off campus, because I think, you know, everything is good, better when it's off campus. Right. Less yeah. distractions. Yeah. So we had like 35 people out in West Texas. And so Stacy and I were doing our thing. And, and so I said, let's, let's bring, let's take this thing up a notch and let's, let's really come at them and let's really do some open heart surgery. And let's, let's, you know, let the Holy spirit run this deal. Let's, let's just tear up our curriculum and give this to the Holy spirit. And so That's Stacy true. was like, Oh man, I don't know. I mean, they might kick us out of this thing. I said, so what if they do, <laughs> they do, you know, I mean, you know, uh, and you know, I mean, let's, let's step out of the boat. So we did. And so for the, you know, for the next two days, we did this intense, you know, uh, next level training with this worship team and the church staff and yeah. the pa the senior pastor came up to me and I thought, Oh man, this is either going to go good or bad. And he said, he said, Hey, McIntyre, he looks at me and says, this is revolutionary. That's so good. 
And he said, you've got to take this out. And so that's that happened almost five years ago. And so that's how we decided, okay, God wants us to do this. And so how do we package this thing? How do we put it together? How do we market it? How do we tell people about it? And so that's how it started. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we are. We're definitely at this podcast. We're definitely friends with the upper room folks. I yeah, had, uh, I had Joel Joel Figaro on here a few times. Oh, few times, Joel's awesome. A few yeah. months ago, and uh, yeah, no, no, know the gang, know the gang. We love, <laughs> we love those guys for sure. Yeah, amen. So I help, I help lead a ministry here in Dodge City, and one of my one of my good friends that's that's doing this with me. He has a real heart for our ministry to look like this, to look like. The rich man can come in and can worship next to the poor man, mm. and there and there not be any judgment either way. Mm. How does that? What do you? How does that ring your heartstrings at all? Because I feel like that is something, right? Like I feel like there's plenty of churches out there that that have a lot of rich people, and I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just saying in the natural, and I feel like there's churches out there that have a lot of poor folks, yeah, and for some reason they have a hard time worshiping together because I feel like there's often judgment both ways. Yeah. So good. I mean, you know, uh, I know that, uh, I put on a Facebook deal, something about making money or something. I can't remember what it was. Then yeah. I get all these, I get all these biblical scriptures, I'm thrown sure at you, me do. That, you know, love of money is the root of all evil. You know? Yeah. And I, yeah. And so it's like, okay, bro, <laughs> being broke is the root of most evil for me. You and, go. uh, you know, and, but that it's the love of money or the idol of money, you know, yes. Uh, and whether you have, you know, $50,000 or you have 5 million or $5, you know, you can love that $5 just as much as somebody loves a 5 million. Exactly right? right. And so, you know, it just, it, it, it just always kills me when people come up with that. But look, when I first came to Jesus and I gave my life and it was radical. Cause I was like, man, I was the Saul of Dallas, man. I was like, you know, yeah. I, it, you know, when, it was a huge transformation for me. <laughs> and so yeah, I, and my, my road, my trip to Damascus was was unbelievably crazy good as God is always crazy good. And so, yes. so, so when, when I came there, uh, I, uh, we had some friends that said, Hey, listen, you should go check out this church and yes. uh big mega church here in Dallas. And, you know, I got, you know, I, we got there and I liked it a lot there because everybody was, you know, basically they looked like me. Everybody was driving, you, you know, Mercedes, Lexus, you know, yeah. uh, Range Rovers, you know, I mean, Heck, I mean, you know, our biggest problem was after church that trying to find, you know, get in the right Mercedes, right? Sounds like a like, church commercial, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> terrible, <laughs> man. And so, you know, and I got so comfortable in that because yeah. I was in the same social economic scale. But pastor over there was a credible teacher and it was, it was an amazing on-ramping for me into Christianity. Yeah. Um, but my wife, who has always been a believer and just always radical towards Jesus and the Holy Spirit, she said, this is not enough. This There's not enough meat and potatoes here. And I said, OK, so so we went to this place called Upper Room and yeah. it was a big shift from, you know, evangelical to Holy Spirit filled. And so and I didn't know I, I didn't I was you know a year old Christian. I didn't That's know, right. you know, the gifts of the spirit or acts or anything else. I was just, you know. I mean, I was just into the gospel at that point, you know, yeah. and so uh, but as I learned later and then when I showed up at Upper Room, which, you know, understand there when we got the Upper Room, there was 200 people there and it was, a, you know, a dingy place in, on top of a veterinarian clinic. I was going to say this was that old spot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so 
And, you know, it was, you know, it was crazy. It was different. It was awesome. But what was really cool that I really loved was the crowd was eclectic. And, you know, there was probably five or six business guys in there. And there was, you know, it looked like some MS-13 guys hanging out in there. And uh, we had, you know, all kinds of, you know, it was, there was a math teacher in there that was just, you know, uh, you know, radically, you know, in love with the Holy Spirit. Just, it was very eclectic. And I really, I really enjoyed that part because it it got me out of my comfort zone. And, you know, it was a, it was a place to where everybody was accepted, whether you, you know, had, you know, $10 $10 or $10 million. It didn't matter. That's In so fact, good. I remember the, pa- the pastor, he, he was like, you know, they didn't, they didn't have an offering, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, how, where do I leave my money? You know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, and so it was really kind of cool and it just, it was just that way. And so I just think it was, uh, it was really interesting. And then, then later on they did have an offering and they would, they would do it differently, which was interesting. And, uh, and then, yeah, but it was like being with people that were uh, having having a, a and and the other thing I learned too was that you know hey some of these people were you know you know they were just getting by or they were working in a coffee shop or what have you but they were happy you know yes. it wasn't a, they didn't need to have fifty thousand dollars yes yeah. and which was really cool and they you know it wasn't a status thing it wasn't trying to keep up with everybody else they were just in love with Jesus and and a lot of them were going on missions you know and and yes they would ask for money to go on missions which you know that's one of my pet peeves but uh right. but no they they were all they it was really cool being there with people that of all different places and that everybody in the, I mean, there were some prominent business guys in this place, which I knew. Yeah, and so, yeah. uh, and they were radically, they radically were crazy about the Holy spirit and, and the gifts and the healing. And, you know, it was, it was quite unique to me to watch something like that live and be there. You know, it's one thing to watch, you know, Benny Hinn, you know, do his right. thing on video, but to sit, sit there and be in, in a Holy spirit filled room yeah. and, and people worship, yeah, and people worshiping like, you know, like maniacs, man. It was like, yeah. man, these guys are, you know, because our worship started, you know, at Watermark, we were at, we were on the shot clock of, you know, 14 and a half minutes, right? Yeah. And that was it. You know, here, it, we were getting going at an hour. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> which was, you know, which was awesome. Josh actually tells me that story a lot about you. I, I think he said that you, uh, you asked Miller at one point, why are we doing worship so long? Yeah. And Miller's response like, was, why wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, I, it was so funny, Darren, because it was like such a paradigm shift for me when, when Miller said, listen, the, here, what we do, you know, why we worship for an hour or, or longer is because this is for God. This is for him. Wow. And I thought, duh, McIntyre, you idiot. Why, yeah. why didn't you realize that? Of course it is. That's why it's called worship. Yes. We are worshiping the creator of the universe. We are worshiping God who created us, that gave it life, that we're breathing in the air, that we're breathing in, that we have, that we have bone and skin, and we have feelings, and we have people to love, and we get to visually see things. That's who we're worshiping, the, 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 the creator of everything. And then, and then Friedland said, and the sermon's for you. Yes, and I go. thought, oh man, I just had, it was like a reversal of what I would, cause it was just so interesting. It was kind of yeah. like, uh, it, it was just a paradigm shift for me. And I was like, okay, I get it now. So I can sit here and worship. And, and I, what I learned Darren over the time is that I don't have to like the songs to worship. That's right. 
Yeah. You know, right. because, because, you know, listen, you know, we all like our oldies, but goodies, right. You too. Yeah. And you know, oh, the, yeah. all the stuff that really touches us and we've grown up with and, and we get into it, you know, but, and, and I learned over the years that, you know, I don't have to like the songs to worship and, you know, and, you know, even if the cow, you know, I, you know, even, you know, if the Cowboys win, I'm a better intercessor. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but if, if, if not, I still need to be worshiping my Lord and I still need to give him a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Cause he gives us a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the good. time. That's awesome. You, I saw that post on your Instagram uh, I'm assuming it was a quote from you because it had your name at the bottom of it. Said, "Smart people learn from their mistakes, but a genius learns from another's mistakes." Yeah, I'm sure I, I'm sure I, I ripped it off from somebody, but uh, what's, I don't, that, uh, what's that mean I, to you? We are, we should learn from our own mistakes, right? Yeah. But what growing up, I, you know, my parents got divorced when I was seven years old, and I watched my mother and dad suffer tremendously, and I watched you know different people do things. Like my oldest brother. Uh, got into drugs real bad, LSD. And I looked at all that stuff and I thought, okay, I do not, I remember at a young age seeing my brother being strung out on LSD. And I thought, I do not want that in my life. I did not want to be out of control. I did, you know, they would sit around, all his friends would sit around and smoke, you know, dope and, you know, eat everything in the house. And, And we didn't have a lot of money, you know? So when, you know, if they ate everything in the house, sometimes we went hungry, you know? And so I, I just thought it was so, rude and so gross and so immature i just thought that's not what i want to do i'm not going to do that and and watching my dad and my mother suffer in their divorce because it was a very ugly painful uh violent divorce and so i saw all that and and i just i saw how you know my mother's side of the family really were not really loving towards men and my dad's side of the family were just you know you know that way you know with women and so i just saw that I didn't like either. And I thought, okay, yeah, you know, that's not going to be my life. And so, I, and I, and then I, I, I looked at my dad's business, you know, he, he became an insurance agent and, uh, and some things went good for him and some things went bad for him. And I saw that I saw other people, how they had, you know, extramarital affairs or had, you know, filed bankruptcy, uh, or overspent. And I saw that and I, and I did not want to go through those things because I saw the suffering that they experienced. And I don't know, Darren, if it was supernatural that I could see that right away or, you know, maybe it was just I was kind of looking at that. When I was in the Air Force, uh, I saw people that were, you know, happy and content with, you know, being lifelong Air Force people. And I did not right. want that. That yeah. was not going to be there for me. I went in the Air Force for one thing only. It was to get a college education because my there parents you. couldn't afford to send me to college. So um, but. I, I, I watched that. I learned, I watched my superiors, the officers, what they did that worked and what they did that didn't work. And then I learned from that. And I think that's really important in life. And I think sometimes it's all out there and sometimes, you know, people have to experience it themselves. I mean, how many, you know, I know you have children, I've got children, you know, I mean, you you say, listen, I want you to learn from this. And sometimes no matter what, they've got to experience it. Right. And they, you know, they got to go out there and get their own nose bloody. But if you can, if, if every now and then you can spot some a really you know a genius that says, "Hey, I'm not going to do that because McIntyre did that and he fell on his face, That's and good. I don't want to go through that same pain, so I'm going to learn to do this." Or even better, a uh, plug for my coaching: go out there and hire a coach to say, "Hey, you know, how do I walk through this storm? How do I walk through this obstacle? How do I get around this obstacle or go under or go, go through it? And what's the best way to where I can have the least amount of pain?" 
or the least amount of financial setback, you know, and what's because yeah. uh, I'm because look, you know, we all want to increase our chances for success, you yeah. know, and the, the, the way to do that, I mean, look, you know, if you can if you can learn from other people's mistakes and that's that's just that's money in the bank. And th- yeah. that's good. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about, cause I've been on this vein lately about just relationships and vulnerability. And like what you just said is like, that's the ben- that's one of the benefits of walking with people, right? Right. <laughs> Having people yeah. in your lives that you can not just have them teach you, but you can actually learn from their life also. And that's like, if we're Amen. sharing life together, I'm going to, you're going to learn from me. I'm going to learn from you. I just yeah. feel like if you're isolated and if you're set apart from people, you're doing this on your own and you're going to learn your own mistakes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those are very, very expensive. Yeah. They really there you are. Go. Yeah. You know, that's good. They truly are. It and I think, you know, yeah. Yeah, oh man, it does, you know, in isolation is the enemy's favorite, you know, play. Yeah. Right. That's good. Uh, and you know, we all love to have, you know, every now and then we get our wings clipped, you know, we get, you know, so we got to, you know, go to our cave kind of like David did, right. We can go that's to right. the cave and it's nice to go to the cave and hang out, you know, for maybe a half a day or a day. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, you know, watch, get with the you know, Lord. That's watch. right. Yeah. With the Lord. Well, you know, with me, I usually binge watch some stupid show on Netflix, you know, there you go. Get and, built and up. get through, <laughs> get built up, get built up, you know, then start, then get out my passion Bible. Cause I like the passion Bible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, read some of that, and then, and then what? What I what I've also learned, Darren, and and you, you obviously, I think you probably do this too, is is go out there and focus on somebody else. That's good. Yeah. And and then go be Jesus to somebody else, especially somebody that you really don't want to be Jesus to. That's you know. Wow. That's what he did. Uh, that's what he did best. That's it. That's it. And and I'll tell you, I learned so much from that. You know, uh, yeah. over there, upper room, and uh, Michael Miller taught me that senior pastor. Yeah. Because being on the inside and seeing how the sausage is made, man, you just think, man, it's tough being a pastor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not always what you think it is. That's for no, sure. No, it's yeah. not. Amen right. to that. Yeah. couple more things real quick. And I, I don't want to yeah. keep you on here too long, man. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Um, I want to give you an opportunity real quick to kind of push. You've got a couple next level events coming up. Um, the floor is yours. Real quick, kind of give a pitch to why people should check out this next level experience you got one in canyon i think coming up is that right yeah that's right that's right then one back in dallas and uh yeah you know thank you for that i i think uh darren you know we tell people nobody needs to do next level nobody should do next level uh people get to do the next level experience and uh it's it's you know first of all it's for people whose lives are working you know uh we're not here to we're not here to fix anybody. We're not here to, you know, uh, it's not an inner healing thing. What, you know, nothing yeah. against all the, those are great, but, um, you know, it's not a 12 step program. It's not, a, it's not, a, it's not a one step. It's a Holy spirit program. Yeah. And you it know, is Stacey what it's I, called, right? Next level. Yes. It takes <laughs> you to the next level. And so, you know, we, you know, and people always say, well, you know, tell me more about it. You know, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, come to my seminar. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. But you know, <laughs> Uh, what, what what we want people to know is that, you know, uh, it's kind of like, you know, if you went to see a, a great movie and the, at the end there was an irony or a twist, you know, and you don't want to give it away. Right. You don't want to say, hey, go see this movie. And boy, That's at good, the end, yeah. you know, the dog dies or, you know, the dog is, you know, never been there or, you know, yeah. everybody's dead in the movie, whatever. You don't want to give that away because then they lose the they lose the spontaneity of the whole movie. So we keep think we keep basically things confidential. But what it is is it's just people learning through experience. Uh, like 
for instance, if you wanted to learn how to drive a car, I mean, all you, let's say you're from New York, you're 25 years old, you never drove, driven a car, you go up in Manhattan, and so you say, hey, okay, okay I'm moving to Dallas, and man, I got to have me a car, I need to go out and get a Maserati yeah. to fit in, and so <laughs> I, I need to drive this thing, so I'm going to get on YouTube and look, see how to drive a car. There is videos on YouTube that will show you how to drive a car, That's right. and you can watch that video. <laughs> you can watch it until you ad nauseum, right? But yeah. you're never going to be able to learn how to drive that car until you sit in that car and start driving it, and you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to hit the brakes too hard, and you're going to pop the clutch, and you're going to do all these – you're going to hit curbs, and you're going to do all these things until you get it to where you start learning it, and then you master it. Same way with riding a bike. Right. So what we learn to do is, you know, uh, and, it, you know, we have some lecture, but we have some exercises. We bring these things in to where you can really gather them and experience these things in a new way. A paradigm shift opens up your eyes, opens up your heart and gives you a new look on life. And, you know, it, it helps you find, you know, remember who exactly God made you to be. And, and what we say is, look, what what Stacy and I do is we. We ha we help people do the things that they really don't want to do, so yeah. that they can, they can become the men and women that God meant them to be. Wow. And uh, it's three days of intensiveness. It's no place for snowflakes. And yeah. you know, you you will be offended. Okay, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. we're we are not the PC people here. We are all about <laughs> you know. Jesus wasn't a PC guy either. That's right. You know. Uh, flipper, he got, man. Yeah, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I just, I just could imagine they're all sitting around there thinking, you know, man, we got a good crowd here. Judas is thinking, man, we're going to eat some, <laughs> some prime rib tonight, man. I got, you know, we got 300 people up here on this mountain and then Jesus opens up with, Hey, y'all drink my blood. Oh yeah. You know, hey, eat whoa, my body. Jesus, take it easy. <laughs> I mean, he cleared the crowd, you That's know. Right. So, uh, and he offended people, right? Because you know the Pharisees walked around with constant offense yeah. because he was radical. Our next level experience is radical. It's shifting, but it's biblical. It's it's Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. That's good. And and so what? Because you know some of us sit there in life, and we 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 you know all of a sudden a year goes by. Three years go by, five years go by, and you think, man, I haven't done what I wanted to do. I wanted to do this. This was my dream. I missed it. I didn't miss this opportunity. I got stuck in this rut. I got into this comfort zone. And what yeah. we want to do in Next Level Experience is let you remember your dreams, let you remember how to accent, uh, accentuate those dreams and, and put your life on a trajectory. Maybe it's to start a business. Maybe it's to find that godly man or godly woman or just get a new career or write a book or whatever it might yeah. be or start a, start a church. You know, yeah. uh, whatever. It, we've had people come out. I mean, Josh and Nacy, Little John, I mean, they, yep. they came out. They came out of there and you know started a whole new ministry, yes. a technological breakthrough ministry through Safe Time, which is yes. amazing. And uh, you know, I got you know BJ out there doing what he's always wanted to do out there Amen. and helping helping you know uh, veterans out there and people with substance abuse. I mean, it's just and and that and that's just you know those are just two examples. And because I know they're from your neck of the woods. And, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we've got people that want, this one lady came out. Uh, just, you know, a young lady came out and she got inspired and she, and she had a huge background in, uh, 
with abuse and other things, but her life was okay, but it wasn't great. And so she always wanted to write poetry. When she came out of this, within three months, she had written a book on Christian poetry, which became the number one bestseller on Amazon, you know, uh, and, and, you know, some people are, you know, changing careers, starting businesses. But the main thing is, is they get to remember who God made them to be. That's and that's where Stacy and I, we get, that's where we get the Jesus juice from. And we love doing that. And listen, it's three days. It's, it's full on. It's in your face. You got to, <laughs> yeah. you better take your vitamins. But I promise you this, it will be life changing. And uh, it's awesome. I don't know if you understand how much of a prophetic gift that you have. I think you are probably getting the idea, but I feel like walking in the prophetic and a, like a simple definition of that for me is like helping people see their destiny, helping people see mm, like the gifts to see the, the gold inside their heart. And I feel like from the people that I've talked to, you have an, an amazing way of hmm. grabbing the gold out of people, pulling it out and sticking it right in their face and like <laughs> propelling them forward, you know? And I think that's a, that's an amazing gift, brother. And so that's, um, Thank you. Thank I, you for, that. for, Thank for, for the, if it's for that reason alone, I can stand here and say how, how impactful that's going to be because there's yeah. plenty of people walking around that just don't understand how much the Lord loves them and how much mm. purpose they have, you know? Come, yes. So, Listen, just to be yeah. born, it, just to, just to be conceived is is a, is against all odds. It's okay, so yeah. and and you know, and and then to be born in the United States of America, it's like, come on, man, you hit the lottery. Are wow. you kidding yeah. me? Our, our poorest of poor walk around with iPhones and flat screen TVs exactly and have right. and have air conditioning. At right? thirteen years old, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. come on. So I mean, we are blessed beyond measure, and so we forget that sometimes because we get into this this comparison spirit you know i think social media is is such a good and evil thing you know there's so much good i mean we could sit there and preach to people around the world when i do a broadcast i mean people i get pakistanians i get people from india some from zambia and and from detroit you know all at the same time i'm impacting those people you know like jesus said you can do the things i can do and greater you know you know jesus didn't have google at that time so good man and and so you know we got that but also we could sit there and and we and nobody posts any negativity on Facebook. Nobody posts them coming home at three o'clock in the morning, puking their guts out because all night binge, binge right. deal drinking. You know, nobody I just, shows. I them, just lost you know, all my money. Yeah. Right. You're right. I went to the casino and lost yeah. everything, and so they don't post that or post the divorce papers. So you get into this wow. this this evil comparison spirit, which is which is you know because man, it's just everybody has issues. You know, yeah. we all have them. Whether you have a dollar ninety-five in the bank or you have, you know, one point nine five billion dollars in the bank, That's everybody's right. got issues, you know. That's and good. so I think, you know, the social media aspect has has carried that good and evil thing, which is which we're still grappling with. I mean, social media really, it's only, you know, twelve years old. That's you know? right. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how fast it's gone. You know, yeah. what's it gonna be like? You know, what the next Snapchat or you know, TikTok or that's right. uh, you know, things going to be, who knows, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. just trying to keep up with this stuff's a full-time gig, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, your, y- your people out there, your listeners, these people who, who want to get their life on a trajectory that they've always wanted to. And we have people come in here who are 18 years old and we've had people as old as 72 come in our program. And, uh, it's always awesome. And it's great the way the Holy Spirit fills the room and, and puts it all together. And, uh, yeah, so it's cool. That's awesome, man. 
man, I just really, really appreciate your heart. Thank you so much for, for coming on here and, uh, taking a little bit of time with a kid from Dodge city, Kansas, man. I Come on, man. It. Get out of Dodge. Baby. I've, got, like <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more extremely important thing to ask you. Yeah. You posted about this movie club. Okay. Oh, on Facebook. Yeah. The important, that got more response. Man. The important question right now is oh, what crazy. is Michael McIntyre's favorite movie and why? Oh my gosh. Yeah, gosh, what a question. And you, you stay up on stuff, man. You do your homework, Darren. Congratulations. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, yeah, just be tense what genre. I mean, you know, I mean, gosh, yeah. almighty I there's I love movies. I think movies are amazing. I think they're sometimes uh just really, really cool. And there's some awful ones too as well, but yeah. you know, man, I mean, you know, I love movies like giant, you know, I, I yeah. like, you know, in, I love the old Cary Grant movies, uh, rock Hudson movies. I think they're amazing. Alfred Hitchcock, I think is one of my all time favorite directors. What, wow. you know, yeah. but then I, I look at Quentin Tarantino. I mean, that guy's radical, crazy, yeah. uh, you know, Spielberg, you know, I mean, I grew up on Indiana Jones, you know, and you gotta give me let, one. You gotta give me one. Oh Michael. my gosh, man. You can't one movie, <laughs> man. Oh man. I guess I'd have to say, you know, uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan was probably one of my okay. favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, yeah. definitely uh, kind of broke some ground, right, with the way it was filmed. It did. And, yeah. It did. It did. But I could talk about movies for hours. And that's the whole thing of the movie club. It's crazy. We've yes. got so many responses on that. So, yeah, we're going to start digging into some cool movies. And, I'm going to give you my favorite real quick. My Come favorite on. movie of all time is The Karate Kid. Oh, wow. And let yeah, me t- wax on, wax the, off. The reason is because, and I really believe this, I kind of grew up, my parents got divorced when I was young too. I kind of grew up without a father figure and there was yeah. something about that character and that that wayward son finding a father yeah. figure in his life. Come I don't on. know what it was, but I can watch that. Good. I can watch that over, every day over. of my life, bro. Yeah, isn't it funny? Because, you know, yeah. you, isn't it funny how we can watch these movies maybe 12 times, 15 times, and we still get something out of it every time? That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Bro, thank you so much. Hey, Darren, thank you, man. God bless you. And God bless your podcast, man. And thank you for sharing it with me. And, and, and man, just uh, I love what you're doing out there in his kingdom. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Come on, brother. You're out there doing his work. It's awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. All right. You have a, you have a killer Saturday, bro. You too, man. Bless you. Okay. All See right. Bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. That was a good one. That was fun. If you're not ready to go out and do something, you might want to go back and listen again. Michael has an awesome way of sparking your heart of getting you excited to experience life in the kingdom. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to rate and review this episode. Go on to iTunes, go on to Apple Podcasts right now and do that. Leave it. That was episode 50. More to come. Thank you guys. Until next time, be blessed.